Praise the Lord. We are here tonight on this Wednesday night of the Lord, getting ready to study our uh, prayer and the privilege of our prayer. I thought it was uh, would be a good idea that since we have a prayer meeting, that we talk a little bit about what prayer is, according to what David said in Psalm 55. And tonight I'm going to read for your hearing Psalm 55, verses 16 and verse 17. Again, that's Psalm, the book of Psalms, verses 16 and 17. Psalm 16 and 17. Psalm 55, verses 16 and 17. Praise God. And it and it reads, it reads, it reads. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. It reads, as for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my prayer. And he shall hear my prayer. That's a blessed assurance. I will call upon him morning and evening, and he shall hear my prayer. Okay? We need us, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We ask that you breathe on this message, God, um, and that you would be pleased with our offering tonight. Bless your people, God. Open our minds and open our hearts so that we might have them stayed on you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. The context of Psalm 55. Psalm 55, David relates his trouble. And listen, David had a whole lot of trouble. David was the type of man that had a whole lot of trouble because, number one, he was anointed. And if you want a lot of trouble, suffer under the anointing of God. Now, that sounds like it's a paradoxical statement, but with anointing comes trouble because the enemy is trying to dis prove God's choice of you. David caught a whole lot of hell in his life because he was anointed. But not only because he was anointed, David was a little rascal. David had some stuff with him that he did not deal with. When God came to the city to anoint him as the new king of Israel, David had some issues in his life that he did not give to God. Or if he gave them to God, he took them back. David was a womanizer. David had some, um, some hidden things that he didn't kill while they were killable. And y'all hear me say it all the time that when you have things in your life, um, when you start off and you have things in your life that you have not dealt with or allowed the Lord to deal with, and it grows over the years, it becomes a monster, and it ends up killing a lot of pastors. It ends up killing a lot of mighty women of God or a lot of mighty men of God. And we all are susceptible to that. That's why it behooves us, brothers and sisters, that if we have a bad habit, uh, we have something that, that calls our name in the middle of the night and leads us astray, we have to pray. We have to be honest with it, and we have to give it to the Lord. Amen. Even though God chose David as his king, even though David was known as the sweet psalmist, he wrote love songs to God, in the meadows when he was taking care of his father's sheep, and even though he was a mighty warrior, even though he was a man who the women went out and fashioned the tambourine and sung a song about how Saul killed his thousands and David killed his tens of thousands, 
David was a mess. And it would come back to haunt him later on in his life and that thing he did with Bathsheba. And I don't want to talk about that tonight. But what I do want to talk about is that I know that David had to have a prayer life because all of the things that he went through, all of the things that he was guilty of, he was not destroyed. God continued to use him. What David had going for himself, he had a lot going for himself, but what I want you to focus on tonight is that David knew how to say, Lord, I'm sorry, unlike a lot of us today. You know, it's almost as if we don't think God saw it or God heard it, but God hears and sees all. When we sin, God knows about it. When we do things, God knows about it. There's nothing that gets past God. David knew how to get down on his hands and knees, and he knew how to trouble the, the, the ear of God. And if you read that whole Psalm 55, you'll hear him say that. He knew how to trouble the, the ear of God because David knew that the only chance he had to be better or carry out the assignment that God had given David he had to be one with God. He had to be in good standing with God. Amen. And sin has a way, brothers and sisters, of separating us from the fellowship. Now watch how I said that. I didn't say the love, but from the fellowship, because if you're sinning every day and acting like, you know, God is not holy and you can do whatever you want to do, even though we believe that once saved, always saved, that's our theological belief as Baptists, you have to maintain your salvation by living a life before a man and God that will be pleasing in the Lord's sight. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we need to really understand that, okay? Uh-huh. And so, so David begins to spell out the doom of the wicked because David had a lot of haters. You ought to say that over your life. David had a lot of haters. One hater he had was King Saul. Saul was someone who came to prominence by popular demand, not God's demand, not God's choice. As a matter of fact, when the man of God, Samuel, came to uh, God and said, Lord, listen, they're rejecting me. They want a king like the folk you told them not to even deal with. God had to tell Samuel, they're not rejecting you, Samuel. My, My prophet, my judge, they're rejecting me. I've done all these things for them, but God being a wise father, He gave them what they thought they wanted and needed because God had already worked it out. And that's a word for somebody already tonight. God has already worked it out in your life. You might think that you're putting a little curveball on it, but God has already worked it out. How can God already have worked it out? Because he's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He knows all. He knows the end before the beginning. Amen. Our little finite minds can never figure out what God knows. Amen. And David was no different. The children of Israel were no different. And in this psalm, we see that David is spelling out some of the things that he had to deal with. And the best way to deal with them, no, not with, not with his sword. He was a great, he was a great marksman. He was a great uh, a fighter. He was a great man who killed the giant as a young boy. But that wasn't the ultimate way he had to deal with the things that God put before him. He learned how to deal with trouble by troubling the ear of God, and it's called prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And that teaches us a lesson. We have to learn how to pray. David had a heavy burden. David was chased. David did not come right away into the kingship. 
He had to fight. He had to run. He had to fight. He had to run. He had to fight. He had to run. And it wasn't until King Saul and Jonathan died, really, that he was able to unite the northern and southern kingdom, which was a, a, a tremendous thing for any king to be able to do. But David did it. Amen. Praise God. And we need to understand that. We have a privilege, brothers and sisters, that is unequal by any other in the world. And that privilege tonight, I want you to know, is the privilege of prayer. And if you believe, like I believe, that it's a privilege to have prayer in your life as your spiritual weapon, one of your spiritual weapons, let me ask you a question. Why don't we exercise this weapon more? Why don't we use this weapon more? Why do we do drive-by prayers? We think about it. We get up in the morning. We we start chewing our food, and then we start blessing our food. We've got to learn how to honor God because if every good and gift cometh from the Lord, we have to give him thanks for what he has done. Amen. I've learned, thank you, Jesus, I've learned to pray over a spades game. And I, now I know some of y'all might have a problem with that because I believe in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. You might say, well, Pastor, God don't, God don't care nothing about no spades game. But listen. I know what prayer can do. I pray over. That's just my way of saying I pray over everything. I pray over everything. Pray over everything because I know that I want to be in the will of God. And the best way for Joe Lewis Adair Jr. to know that he's in the will of God and doing it the right way is to talk to God about it. Okay? Yes, yes. One of the points I want you to make, I want to make tonight, brothers and sisters, is that prayer allows access to God, okay? Prayer allows access to God. I'm going to give you all some scripture, those of you who write down, and thank those of you who see me on Sunday. Say, Pastor, keep giving us scripture because we, we study them later, okay? Uh, Psalm 55 and 17, prayer allows access to God. Okay. When we pray, when we pray, we are addressing the creator, okay? To whom we are praying is God, the creator of all. We access the ear of God in the name of our intercessory of Savior, Jesus Christ, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, continually making intercession for us. So when we come to God, our mediator is Jesus Christ himself. We access the ear of God. We access the attention of God in the name of Jesus, okay? Prayer brings us into the presence of God. Praise does that too when he inhabits the praises of people. But tonight we're talking about prayer. Prayer, brothers and sisters, don't forget it. When we pray, we are addressing the creator. And when we pray, we are going into the presence of the almighty God. See how important prayer is? When you pray, you are pulled into his presence because you get God's attention when you pray. That's why it's important for you to have your attention on God. You shouldn't be watching TV or watching a football game or watching the final four and praying. You shouldn't be studying your Bible and watching TV, the soap operas, and praying. You need to cut that TV off, cut that radio off, cut your phone off, and you need to get into the presence of God through prayer. Because it's not prayer is just not asking God like he's some kind of cosmic bellhop. Prayer consists of him answering you back. 
Amen. Real prayer says that I make my petition known unto the Father, and he speaks. He gives me an answer. He gives me, he gives me direction. And that takes time. You have to tarry in prayer. You have to tarry in prayer. And I am aware that sometimes God doesn't answer right away. Okay? God doesn't answer me. He answers some of you right away. He doesn't always answer me right away. But he'll give me some encouragement to know that if I have faith that he can and will answer my prayer, then I can leave the throne of God and go on about my business knowing that I've thrown into good ground. My prayer. I don't have to worry about the devil snatching it up because God hears the prayers of the righteous. God answers the prayers of the righteous. And I think it was Minister Martin who said it earlier, we're not righteous because we say we are righteous. We are righteous because we are made righteous by our relationship with God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Our is by invitation. Amen. Ancient kings were long unapproachable. That's in chapter 4. God has left for him in Psalm 15. For 50 and 1515. I was. Don't have to be so Posture is important, but it's not. Free. From Sunday to Sunday. That system was noise. Sorry. Please. Yeah. Girl, child, she was bound. Pop, Luke, This week, I'm going to have something for you, all right? All right, buddy. Okay, I need you to hear lesson. Now, you stand up, but if not, please. I'm not hearing you. I'm trying to hear you. Your phone is fading in and out as well. Your family needs you. Hi, me. Hey, you. Uh-huh. 
Just what I do. Hello. Hello. Is Hello? Hang on, everyone. Uh, I think Believe Pastor is going to uh, call back in. Praise the Lord. I'm back. Okay, so let's continue. We have a few more uh, points to go. Prayer is a privilege that deserves to be exercised. In Jeremiah 33 and 3, write that down, Isaiah 65 and 24, prayer anticipates God's answer, okay? That's called faith. When you pray expecting God to answer your prayer, it's called faith. And faith moves God into action, okay? Prayer is a privilege because it has a promise that is attached to it. He will hear and that he will answer your prayer, okay? Sometimes we may feel as though we're wasting our time praying, but the word of God does not say that. The word of God lets us know that he will hear and he will answer our prayer. And you have the privilege to pray because you are a child of God. God wants you to talk to him. God wants you to make your petitions known before him, okay? So this should give us all kinds of confidence, ladies and gentlemen, when we pray, okay? We should have the confidence that our God is able to answer your prayer. I don't know what you are praying about tonight, but I come tonight to tell you and to remind you that God answers prayer, all right? We are not just talking to the air. We are talking to the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Hallelujah. You're not just talking to some imaginable person. You're talking to the creator of the universe, okay? So the context prayer has the ability to unleash the supernatural in this natural prayer. I know that I have somebody on this line tonight that can say, Pastor, when I began to pray about it, God began to work it out supernaturally. I've seen it happen in my own life, and I know it happened in your life. And it's happened in some of the characters of the Bible. Elijah on Mount Carmel. In First Kings 18 and 36, hallelujah to 38, the word prayed. He prayed against the false prophets, and God prevailed in his life. Hallelujah. Abraham for Sodom and Gomorrah. In Genesis 18, God moved supernaturally for him. Jesus for the multitudes in John 6 and 11. The thief for his own soul. Remember, he said, Lord, remember me. That was a prayer. When you come into your kingdom, remember me, Lord. Now, this man had been a criminal all of his life. 
but he was close enough to Jesus to witness Jesus for who he really was, and he became a believer. How many of us are living impossible lives tonight because of the supernatural prayer of God? In other words, how many of us tonight have had our lives turned upside down in a good way and turned around because of our ability to stand and pray? Prayer is a weapon. Hallelujah. Prayer is a weapon. You are living a good life because you talked to the Lord and God gave you the answer. Never say God cannot do it. That's called fear, false evidence appearing real. Never say that God cannot do it because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Remember, prayer is a privilege also because it has the ability to achieve the impossible. You can read James 5 and 15, okay? Prayer advances the kingdom of God. In Thessalonians 3 and 1, read that when you get a moment. Our prayer can be effective in places where we cannot go physically. When Jesus prayed for Jarius, remember that? When he was on his way back from the Isle of Gerasim, he had just delivered the Gerasim demoniac, and he came back over uh, to the land, and there was this man, this official named Jarius, that had a sick daughter, and he, and he spoke a word of prayer, and the man said, if you just speak it, I know that she'll be healed. And by the time he left Jesus, this woman with an issue of blood came up and pressed against Jesus, and she said to herself, and it was a prayer, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. Glory to God. Prayer opens doors, hinders evil, touches the sick, convicts the sinner. Prayer works tonight, brothers and sisters. Our need is for more people to pray. Paul was a prayer warrior. In Romans 1 and 9, Romans 15 and 30, he believed in the power and the potential of prayer. Literally, everything we do must be fathered in a sea, or excuse me, must be bathed in a sea of prayer. Everything we do must be bathed in a sea of prayer. Hallelujah. Being useful in the kingdom makes prayer a great privilege. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. First Kings 18, 1 through 39. Read that when you get a chance. First Kings 18, chapter 1 through 39. Prayer advertises God's greatness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Prayer advertises God's goodness. Now let me wrap this up for you, brothers and sisters. When Elijah prayed and God answered, the people glorified the Lord. Prayer advertised his greatness as few others, few other things can do. How? Prayer declares his grace. He allows sinners access. Prayer, again, Prayer declares God's grace. He allows sinners access. Prayer declares his goodness. He is willing to hear and answer your prayer. Prayer declares his greatness. Prayer says he is worthy to be bowed down before. Hallelujah. Prayer declares God's glory. It is through the avenue of prayer that God reveals himself. 
his purpose, and his ways to man. Prayer unleashes the power of the Almighty God on this earth. You can read a little bit more about that in Matthew 18 and 19. Glory to God. Prayer says, I can't, but, hallelujah. Prayer says, I can't, but I know one who can. Prayer says, I can't, but I know one who can. Prayer says, I can't do it. I don't have the power. I don't have the wherewithal. But I know somebody who can do it. Hallelujah. Prayer is a privilege because it gives us an an opportunity to exalt our Heavenly Father by their simple willingness to place our faith in God, the saint we honor him by faith. Wrapping it up. Conclusion, brothers and sisters, voting here in the United States is a privilege. I declare to you that the United States of America will never look at voting for a president the same way ever again in his life because of this mess we got in Washington right now. Everybody used to say, my vote don't count, my vote don't count, it don't matter if I vote because it don't matter. Well, we know different now. If, if more people would have said my vote counted, we wouldn't have the situation that we have now. Well, there are situations in our life that prayer could have changed. Thank you, Jesus. We have to learn now to pray. Pray in season, pray out of season. Pray when you don't know what to do. Pray when you think you know what to do. Pray anyhow, because prayer is the answer, because it's a communication with God that God will give you a a revelation through his word and through prayer like nowhere else. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your people tonight. Even with the disruptions, God, we thank you, because the devil is a liar. We thank you for all who hear me tonight, God. And we ask that they will bless God and that they will receive this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. John?